0: Welcome to Boost Power Podcast. Inspiration, insights, and ideas for your business and your journey. Welcome to Boost Power Podcast. I'm your host, Betsy Wiersma. Today is the first day of the rest of your life, and it's going to be great because you get to listen to stories of amazing women, and their story is yours, their uh, ability to come back to figure it out—that's what we're here for—to share those stories, to uplift and inspire. So today on the show, we have the amazing, the talented—you know her, your lover. You've seen her on Instagram, you've followed her, perhaps. The amazing Peggy Dyer, and the crowd goes wild. Whoa! whoa thanks whoa. for having me, Betsy. Peggy Dyer's in the house. Well, okay. So I met Peggy in front of a sheet. I know, not in a hotel, not in anything weird. Um, she had hung a sheet on a sidewalk in front of our very favorite person, uh, Jen Jones for Mike's Camera, and she was doing a fundraiser for something called A Million Faces. And you know when you meet somebody and you just go, I need to know you. That was my impression of you. So Peggy, we are so happy to have you on the podcast today. Thanks for having me, Betsy. It's amazing to be here. And a big
1: shout out to Jen. Jen over at Mike's Camera, huge supporter of the project and is always printing photos for us whenever we do amazing activations of space in the world.
0: Okay, so so everybody's like, wait, wait, wait. What do you mean the project? Who is this Peggy Dyer? Betsy's all crazy about her. So let's go back. back. Let's go back and talk about the story of Peggy Dyer. So, you know, I look at you today, you know, head of a million faces project, professional photographer, videographer, storyteller. But tell us a little bit about your path because what I love to talk about is who we were growing up, where we kind of got the aha moment, you know, what it was that made us choose a creative way to fit in the world and serve really big. So um, go back, you know, were you that yearbook photographer come clean? I was totally the yearbook photographer. I thought I loved that about you. Yes.
1: I really fell in love with photography deeply in high school when I started to print and process and develop my own film uh... and became you know the yearbook photographer which actually led me to believe i was one of the popular kids until uh... you know just because everybody knows who you are when you're doing those photos but that magic of watching you know, watching the images kind of come to life. Um, but art was always a primary inspiration for me, even as a kid. And uh, I'm the daughter, my father was a coal miner. I grew up in southwestern Pennsylvania. My dad was a coal miner and my mom was a secretary. And so the early 80s were some pretty desperate times when the coal mines were closing. And um, even though we were really impoverished, uh, we my parents always found a way to teach us the importance of giving back, but also to have creati- creativity as part of our as part of our habits. So I had piano lessons, I took art classes when I was a kid and always found myself the happiest when I got a brand new box of
0: crayons and a fresh, fresh sketchbook. See, so there you go. You know, I look back too and people, I wonder, you know, where did I find art? And my mom was a sew, she she sewed, she was a sewer, seamstress. And I can remember as a kid, she made us matching vinyl coats, right? Well, we called them leather coats, but really now I would know that they were pleather because they were yellow and red. So I don't think cows were made in yellow and red. But in the day, <laughs> she made us long maxi pleather coats. And I look back at those pictures, and we rolled our eyes. But I'm thinking, that was pretty darn amazing that my mom, when we were littles, you know, four and six, was making stylish maxi coats. I mean, that's not you know that's not easy. No. So um, she was always sewing, and I think, you know, me too. I kind of felt like, wow, when I was using my hands making crafts, Making macrame bead bracelets, you know, was my gig. Uh, yeah, so that's cool. So you grew up knowing, um, and you and I have that yearbook.
1: We do have the yearbook thing. And of course, you know, teachers, like I had a really, my high school art teacher was just a huge influence. And, and right away she saw like the talent that I had as an artist and she found ways to foster that even outside of like regular school hours. She, even though the photography department wasn't in her art zone, she would literally stay after school grading papers in, you know, in the, that part of the school so that I could stay after school and make photos and prints and keep making art. So, um, yeah, things like that. I, my life is full of stories like that.
0: Well, you know, it's cool. And, you know, one of the things you and I are working on together here in 2021 is uh, really helping experiences for foster kids. And, you know, imagine if you and I didn't have that influence and nobody ever introduced us to art. So I think we're going to have a lot of fun together journaling with them and giving them experiences. Okay, so there you were, yearbook photographer extraordinaire, artist. And then did you go on to uh, tell, tell us about your educational path? Sure. So, um, so I started off
1: going to the Art Institute in Pittsburgh and originally was just interested in pursuing. Uh, I re- well, I just wanted to be an artist. And one of my aunts said that if I studied photography as my primary um, primary course, that I could always do weddings and senior portraits. And I was like, well, that's really really smart. So off I went. Uh, the Art Institute of Pittsburgh, at the time, we were still like printing everything by hand. Videos were shot on film. And we were doing all these intense things. I came to Colorado to visit a friend and fell in love with the mountains and i went to the art institute of colorado and they were using computers and photoshop which in the early 90s was a brand new thing really uh and that was what made me switch schools and i I moved to denver in 1992 and i've been here ever since Um, graduated from the art institute in 1993 best portfolio of course
0: and uh, yeah i've been gainfully self-employed as a professional photographer ever since That is awesome. You know, my husband went to the Art Institute of Colorado in photography, so I didn't really know that about you. And so he would be, if I was 1983 Purdue, he was probably 85 Art Institute. So sometime um, we'll have a a coffee, and you'll meet Doug, and you guys can uh, swap, because I have some of his portfolio pieces still in our back room. And I'm like, this is an interesting machine, honey. Um, OK, awesome. So you had this education. And then you came to the world. And so you know, lots of people say, "How can Peggy be so successful? I'm sure it's so easy. And that's what I love about this podcast is I tell the truth, right? Because like having two hip replacements and learning how to walk again and almost being dead is part of my story, right? Not so easy, but people don't know that because they just make up who they think you are. So I want you to take us through a little bit about after graduating through college and coming into business and maybe some of the lessons you learned um, in life, that sent you on the path where you are today. Is that a nice way to set you up for that? <laughs>
1: That's a really nice way to set me up for that. I'm like, which of the stories do I tell? Um, well, you know, I immediately, you know, like I said, I was starting with photography and I was very focused on weddings and baby portraits. And at the time I had a very fancy studio, two of them actually downtown Boulder on Pearl Street. I had the artist loft, like it was amazing.
0: Oh my gosh, that
1: was huge. It was It was a big, exciting time for me. And then, um, I, I, I signed a, I had a, there's, there's a contract theme that kind of runs through my, my past, but, uh, basically I signed a contract for a studio that, for a live workspace that wasn't a live workspace. So that was the first time I lost everything. Um, and then I basically had to rebuild and then in the process of rebuilding from losing that studio space, um, then, uh, I booked this wedding and I gave this client a really good deal on the wedding because I had known the, the kid over a few other weddings I had done and then the couple broke up and so then there was this big lawsuit and the Professional Photographers of America wrote a story about it I mean back in this was back in 2007-2008 and um, they had paid me in advance for a coverage and, uh, and then the wedding got called off and there wasn't a clause in my contract to cover that and so in that moment I decided that I wasn't going to let that define me, and I, um, I just stood up and dusted myself off and kept going, and um, and and so in in the process of that lawsuit, um, I basically looked at all of the money that was owed and put it all into one account, and fifty I started the year with fifty dollars to my name, and. Went to Thailand, had a bunch of great adventures, and when I came back, I realized that I didn't have a place to live. I had fifty dollars to my name again, um, but I have this incredible talent and this gift of connecting with people. And so I, I found my way into a 1983 Toyota motorhome. This was before hashtags and van lives and YouTube channels and all of that. And uh, and I spent. I and I was like, I could live in this and keep pursuing my dream and and rebuild. And I didn't really take into account how really devastated that it would make me to really take all of my financial foundation and just throw it away so um, and, and to have to rebuild. And so, um, so yeah, so then I did that for a while. And one day I was driving into Boulder in my little house, which I called The Turtle, because of course all of my art supplies, my cameras, everything uh, constantly with me because I lived in this little camper. Um, I, as I was coming into Boulder and cresting this hill, I heard Bon Jovi sing the line. I've seen a million faces and I rock them all. And I got this download of faces and messages and and these big illustrations. And I, I, I heard my shoes just walking down the, the floors. I saw the I saw the Met, the um, MoMA, the museum around me. And and I just got to work. I bought
0: a domain name and two days later I did my first photo shoot. Okay, I know everybody is hanging on the edge of their seat and they're like, what? Bon Jovi-inspired international movement living in a van down by the river. Uh how how can this story go on? Well, we're going to take a quick break. This is Boost Power Podcast and I'm your host Betsy Weersma. You are listening to Boost Power Podcast with your host Betsy Weersma. We are part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network. Women who amplify their voices and are committed to inspiring all people with podcasts on purpose enjoy these true stories and proven business tips for your business and your life now back to boost hey we're back i know i know you couldn't even have time to go to the bathroom because it's so exciting you're not even sure what's going to happen next and i'm i can tell you something good because i'm sitting here with peggy dyer a professional photographer and videographer but really Heartfelt storyteller and big idea thinker. And, you know, those are the things we really love on this show. We want those women, right? We want to stand together with those women that are doing it big, that are on purpose and passionate, that are having fun and figuring it out. And it's not always an easy path. So Peggy got in a little snafu, um, which, you know, everything is a, is a learning experience. And I can say um, in the special events business, as we all lived through the, the 2020. My husband had a lot of that same kind of circumstance with cancellations, and uh, he, he did what you did. He took all the money he had that, you know, clients had deposited and, and paid them back and started over and a lot of things. And so I really call you out for that because that integrity, Peggy, is who you were about. And that's the right thing to do. So, okay, so now you're inspired by Bon Jovi. You're in the turtle. You've got the big idea. Tell everybody, what is this big idea? So, the idea is that I was going to rock
1: a million faces, that I could literally photograph a million people. And originally, I will tell you a little secret, Betsy. Originally, the idea was I'm going to photograph, I'm going to rock a million faces in 365 days. And the one millionth face, I wanted to be President Barack Obama. That was my that was, that was original my original that was my original vision. That shows
0: you the timing because yep. obviously that was a few years ago, mm-hmm.
1: two thousand nine, and uh, you know, and so so basically, what I do is I give people uh, a white dry erase board. I give people a white dry erase board, and I invite them to write a message to the world. And sometimes that message is, maybe it's their favorite song lyric, or maybe it's a favorite quote that they have, or maybe it's something as simple as, you know, use your power to inspire, which is one of my favorite messages that I've seen over the years. And, uh, and in those moments, I just, I ask them their name, I get really present, I ask them why they wrote that, and in those magical moments, I take some really fantastic portraits. And then I also take a portrait without the message. So then people have these beautiful, unretouched black and white portraits. And I think that that's a really important thing to point out in the project is that I don't retouch. There's no, there's no beauty filter. It's just a beautiful black and white. It's a great, as, as Lizzo would say, fresh photos in the bomb lighting.
0: There you go. And what I love about it too is the, project the one million faces isn't about a professional photo shoot with your makeup on and all that I mean not that you can't come and be in that moment but it's really for you about capturing this um, whiteboard of someone's heart that they're putting in the world and of you capturing them in the raw with their raw emotion their raw passion their raw purpose and then from that though people can know you love you and hire you for the next, right? For the professional photograph, for the family photograph, for all the, all the things you do for your living, uh, not only just for your life, right? Correct. Absolutely.
1: that is very
0: exciting. Okay, so now there's 1 Million Faces project, right?
1: There is the 1 Million Faces project. And what I do with the 1 Million Faces project is, um, I'm, I'm really sorry, this is... Okay, what I do with the 1 Million Faces project is, um, like I said, I invite people to write a message to the world and, I and mean, what do them, you do with those messages? And then what we do with those messages is, depending on the vehicle, like whether or not it's with a, a school or an organization, a lot of times I partner with organizations and nonprofits to help bring a voice and, and awareness to their causes. And we do that through portraits and then, you know, maybe their, their motto or their mission and vision somehow. Tying in with what people have written
0: on the signs. So I went out and did all my research, of course, about you and went on your website and watched the cool video. Talk about what you did with One Million Faces and the installation of the school. Because, you know, I really think we started this conversation about, um, you know, pouring into the lives of young people opportunities so that they can get passion and purpose, right? And turn out like you and me, crazy people that are out doing crazy things. Okay, so let's talk about this incredible project you did at the school. Perfect. So uh, back in
1: September of 2013, Colorado was hit by a historic 100-year flood. And one of the communities, I worked with several communities in the Boulder County area, primarily Lyons Elementary School. And that school uh, sits up on a little bit of a hill in Lyons. And during the flood, it was used as an evacuation center, a temporary town hall. And the kids were shuttled back and forth. And a lot of them experienced pretty intense traumas, watching you know, propane tanks floating down the river, getting airlifted off of a side of a mountain in a Chinook helicopter because their house had swept away. Um, and so every day, these kids, I, I went to, um, I was at the, the school the day that the kids came back to the school for the first time. So what we did is we we brought music, we had a mariachi band there, and I photographed the entire school, 450 kids, teachers and parents, in an afternoon, in five hours, and then I came back in January and worked with the kids one-on-one in the classroom for several weeks where we created art and music and collages on wood. And each child made two uh, two little wooden tiles one that lives on the wall of the school in part, as part of the permanent installation, and one that went home with them. So a photograph of them sharing that message to the world. And the, the beauty of the project in that moment, it's it's more, it is, yes, taking that photograph, but we're also find encouraging people to find that voice. And so with the kids, there was a poem that we used, and it's based on the, the hero's journey. And so every day they would come into the art room and we would do this little sequence. And the idea was, to give them movement, to give them sound, to give them these tools to help them move the trauma out of their bodies and figure out how to become the heroes of their story. And so on the day that we released the mural, uh, the gymnasium was full of 500 kids and all of the mural panels were around and they lined up all of the kids, one child from each grade, and one at a time they stood up there and they all said, Miss Peggy is. And the first kid is like, Miss Peggy is fun. And the next one's like, Miss Peggy is silly. And it goes all the way through all the kids. And it gets to the the fifth grader. And she says, Miss Peggy is my friend. And I just burst into tears, at which point they hand me a microphone. Of course they did. I'm ugly, crying, totally speechless. And the kids start going, Peggy, Peggy. So an auditorium of like 400 little kids. saying It was one of the most amazing moments of my life. And what I learned from that is that as those kids have now grown in the past seven years to go on to college and now writing college applications or getting their first cell phone and then asking the teacher for my phone number and then texting me, hey, Miss Peggy, it's Desta. Remember me from Lyons. And it's a lovely way to, to realize that we all have the power to truly change the world. And it's in sometimes the subtlest, most subtle way that the magic really happens.
0: Well, I think that's a very good example for everybody listening because you know you have an idea, right? I'm gonna rock a million faces. Okay, well, what does that look like? Well, it looks like just trying it and trying it and redoing it and seeing how does it work here and how does it work there? And then to then say, how can it work for kids? How can it work for people going through trauma? Um, for me, you know, what I'm passionate about, how can we just keep telling women they are 100% okay? They are 100% great. And let them just come to life exactly who they are, right? That is totally what you and I can stand together. Well, I want everyone to know all the other things they can hire you for because your talent in the world then fuels you getting to do the nonprofit, One Million Faces. So tell them a little bit about how can you help people capture not only a rock and headshot, but their personality and their brand in photography and video. Sure. Um, Well, I have a
1: couple of different options for people. I'm very, because of the work that I've developed, the style that I've developed with One Million Faces, I'm very quick to get a very great photo. So I use that in what I call the turbo shoot. And so we take about 15 minutes. um, It's $150. We take a couple quick photos. You get one finished digital file. Um, From there, we can build upon that and, and integrate other things like if you want to like with you Betsy you've got your book coming out so we can talk about your book or, or other if you're a massage therapist and you you um, use massage oils or other intricacies you know you could bring these props and various things to your photo shoot we can provide you with stills and then I also can take some time and capture a little 30 second to one minute commercial but then we can edit down and you can have that for social media as well
0: yeah that's what i think so exciting because uh, i love you as a one-stop shop for not only capturing my brand but also a little bit of video being able to be kind of a place where i can have someone capture me the real me and help me take that to the world because i know that can be you know uber hard to do and and i think your personality and your experiences really make the difference for that Um, so i brought this card deck and i'm going to draw a card and ask you a question because that's what we always do here. Um, before we do that, please tell people how to get a hold of you. How can they find the amazing, amazing, multi talented, ready to serve Peggy Dyer?
1: They can find me online at peggydyer.com, P E G G Y D Y E R.com. You can also find the One Million Faces Project at one millionfaces.org, just all spelled out. And the platform that I tend to lean into the most on social media these days is Instagram. And I've got two Instagrams you can follow, at Peggy Dyer and
0: at OMF Project. All right. So that's how you can find her and stalk her in a positive way like me and befriend her. Not only friend her and befriend her and follow her, not in a weird way, but in a social media way. And enjoy so many fun things. She has always gotten the hopper. Okay, I am shuffling the cards. You're picking a card. Awesome. You, this is audio, so you can't see. Okay, and this is one of my art angels, and this is the angel of possibility. It's called Be Possible. So if you can invent anything in the whole world, and this is the angel of possibility, she's going to grant you your wish. What, Peggy Dyer, is your first Be Possible wish?
1: I think that the very first thing that's up for me today is I would love to roll into someplace like Children's Hospital with a bunch of cases full of art supplies and cameras and get these... Put the stories into the kids' hands and be able to do One Million Faces in a hospital.
0: Well, I think that's so cool. You know, I was telling you, I dream of you and me on the road, One Million Faces in London. And I'm just going to say this to the world I'm putting in the world next summer, 2021, which is this summer, this year, in summer, I hope to escape. America, if they'll let us out after the COVID, um, and go to London to do some work with an artist that I think you'll really love, because I know you're al- also an art journal teacher and fan, and you and I and me in. London, doing a million faces. I'm just putting it out there. That's my I Be Possible that. card that I just horned into your own interview. I totally love I it. And I put that on the end.
1: I totally love it. But you know what? If I, if I could add just one more thing, can I just do... Can yes, I just, you can just, have can I two I just, Be Possible. Can, so can I have two, I two Be possibles? On okay, because here's the thing. If I could really wave my magic wand, it wouldn't just be like showing up at the hospital. It would be to just wave that magic wand and have like a van, a perfectly tricked out van that we could go on that adventure with. Because like at the beginning of the project, I drove my little turtle all around the country, interviewing and photographing people. And I would love to have, you know, the, the
0: means to do that again. Okay, we'll see. We're putting it out there in the world. Well, as you can see, uh, one of the amazing resources of the world, Peggy Dyer, who has been through it all, seen it all, and takes a lick it and keeps on ticking. And, you know, I think that's what we all need to learn. It's like we have a day, and some days we're like, this is too much. This is so hard. This is so bad. And then guess what? Today's the first day of the rest of your life, right? So I give myself permission to be imperfect. I give myself permission to fall and get up. And I like to look around and see what is my best girlfriend who can help me because that's what's always fun. So please, thank you so much for listening to Boost Power Podcast. And hearing the story of Peggy Dyer, I know, like me, you are inspired uh, to just come to the voice of your own self in this world, and Peggy can help you, so let her help you. Uh, Please share this podcast with others that like our uplifting energy and our positive ideas and our crazy, crazy fun, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. If you'd like more information and to see all of our seasons, visit campexperience.com backslash boostpowerpodcast. You'll find all the information about all of our great guests. This is your host, Betsy Wiersma. Thank you for listening to Boost Power Podcast and plugging into stories from the journey of business and life. Our music today is by singer-songwriter Megan Burt. We are recorded at Cinder Sound Studios and we're part of the Global Sisterhood Podcast Network, women who amplify their voices and are committed to inspiring all people with podcasts on purpose. Learn more at Global dot com.